0: This is We Are Jet. We tell the stories of people who've had to drastically adjust their mindset, team culture and ways of working, all to match the pace of a rapidly growing organisation. My name is Ed Palmer. In each episode I speak with different leaders from JustEatTakeaway.com, one of the largest food delivery and tech companies on this planet. In this episode, I speak with Susan O'Brien about how a brand connects emotionally with customers, the metrics that Jet uses to track the brand, and the rewards and the challenges of working with a major music celebrity.
1: There's a little element of kind of whether we call it bravery or risk associated with working with some celebrities such as Snoop. Um, Some of that is around how it's kind of a gut reaction this could be really good you know some people will love it some people may not like it but you're creating a point and I think that the belief for the team to know that we can do that type of work is hugely motivating and challenging at the same time.
0: Hello and welcome Susan thank you very much for coming on We Are Jet.
1: Thanks so much for having me Ed it's great to be here today and have the opportunity to talk
0: to you Fantastic. So let's start with an easy question. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you sit within JET and within your team as well.
1: So yeah, I'm Suzo. I am the VP of brand at JET, which means that I'm responsible for all things brand-related content uh, throughout the organisation. I work in the marketing department and I report into the CMO.
0: Okay, fantastic. So tell us the story of you and JET. How did it start? Was it love at first sight? What happened?
1: I started at the uh, organisation nearly six years ago, in fact, um, part of the Just Eat Legacy organisation. I came and I arrived as a consultant. I went in to support the marketing team with a UK rebrand. And six months later, that went live in September. And then in the January I was offered a permanent role in a brand function, which I accepted because I simply loved the organization. And the rest is history, really. Um, I stayed and was part of the merged organization 18, to 18 months, two years ago. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's how I kind of joined the organization. Um, as I say, it's nearly six years ago now.
0: Okay, let's touch briefly on your personal business philosophies, which I know are important to you because I have done some research, and your personal mantras uh, when it comes to business. And what are they and do they fit with the broad philosophy of JET?
1: JET is a hugely dynamic entrepreneurial organisation and um, with a real desire to win in every single market that we operate in, which is hugely ambitious. Uh, So it sits well with my own personal and professional ambition of being the best I can possibly be, working and leading teams to be the best that they can possibly be. And I think that the Susie mantra is one where I am uh, constantly striving to lead the production and the creation of great work that delivers great results that everyone is proud of inside the marketing organization in terms of within the company, as well as the wider, broader organisations, whether you sit in the finance, legal, operations team. Whatever work we create, uh, I want everybody to be proud of that.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. So let's come on to two projects which the audience might immediately associate with the Jet brand. Um, Two iconic global campaigns, Snoop Dogg on one hand and now Katy Perry on the other, I'm sure people listening are going to be curious. How did this come about? How, how do you go about approaching convincing a, a global star of that size to be associated with a brand like Jet?
1: Yeah, I get asked this question quite a lot. I think if I, um, I've got this opportunity to really share with people what we were trying to do, um, both previously within the Just Eat Legacy organisation and now as the combined entity, And that was one of creating a global brand platform. Uh, And what I mean by that is something that unites the organization, kind of the red thread in terms of what we stand for. And that was, if you like, our line of did somebody say. But what we did is that we created some content to support the launch of ensuring that the name at the time, Just Eat, got into local culture and the vernacular we leaned into a traditional saying of, did somebody say, that kind of cheeky, um, colloquial, conversational, uh, indirect question. And so we launched some content a few years ago now that actually uh, was, was hugely successful at the time. And then to really ramp it up a bit, we, we kind of exposed ourselves to say, well, what's the insight? Uh, and the, did somebody say, just eat? Uh, was a line in in culture in the both both UK and Australian markets and it became a bit of a slight irritation to people so whilst it was a very well-known earworm it became slightly irritating and we thought as a as a brand that doesn't take itself too seriously and as a brand that is something for everyone uh, and we we often talk about the fact that we are a brand for everyone stretching generations cultures etc We said, how can we kind of turn the volume up on this? And that's when we talked about, okay, how do we take this mnemonic, this audio, this sound, and really put an extra kind of spin on it. And so we did quite a bit of research and we approached a number of celebrities, one of which was Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, the legend. Um, is one of those individuals who does span generations in terms of both their their musical sound but also their appeal, uh, instantly recognizable uh, visually uh, as well as uh, from an audio perspective and so we approached uh, Snoop about the creation of some work with us and we were successful in securing him as our, if you like, our kind of Brand ambassador for for that moment in time, uh, and, and and I suppose that the question is: Everyone's going. You know, did you meet him, Susie? What was he like? And sure I did meet him. Uh, he was a very interesting character, a, tr- a true connoisseur, a real professional, um, and just loved working with us in terms of what we were trying to achieve. With, with kind of again, getting the brand name front and center, front and center of, of the work that we were doing, and so. Did somebody say with Snoop, from a a rap point of view, came about through, um, yeah, a real combined effort with our external agencies that we work with, our advertising agency, our social agency, our our media agency, uh, and created a piece of content that was really successful, Uh, really successful, got a lot of talk about, and in fact, you know, more successful than, than myself and the team could ever have dreamed of. And it sparked something, you know, getting that talkability, getting people to talk about us as a brand and what we were doing, uh, which was fun. It was playful. It was tongue in cheek. And it landed really well with our positioning of delivering a little bit of joy to everyone every day, making people smile. Uh, And the kind of the stature that, that, that Snoop helped us with in terms of elevating us as a brand into uh, you know the mindsets of people every day and kind of driving that top of mind awareness, which is absolutely critical as a brand. Uh, Snoop helped us do that in spade loads. Kind of just helped amplify and elevate that opportunity. And so, when you then associate yourself with with a particular celebrity, it, it becomes really important that you either make the decision to stick with that celebrity or to move on. And. Snoop had done an incredible job for us, but we were then going through the merger, um, and what became apparent was that to drive that vision of one brand within, albeit we're named differently in different markets, but how do we do that? And so working very closely with, with all of the senior leadership within the organization, it was how do we trans-create, for want of a better word, that did somebody say brand platform across all of our markets? And how do we do that in terms of elevating that content uh, and that brand platform? And so we uh, commissioned the services of the very wonderful, hugely vibrant, playful Katy Perry. And so in not a dissimilar way, we approached Katy and her management team um, and negotiated a contract which took us about three months to negotiate to the satisfaction of our lawyers and her lawyers. Um, And and again, then you can see the fruits of of what what that created. And we we went live with that campaign in May of this year across the majority of our markets. And so, yeah, that was, um, yeah, so it was kind of 17 markets, 16 languages, uh, albeit that that Katie doesn't sing in any of the different languages. We we transcreated, as I said, the brand platform of Did Somebody Say uh, to make sure that it was relevant in those local markets.
0: And I have a question which um, pertains to Snoop. Um, apologies to Katie if she's listening. When I mentioned to my kids that I was uh, working on some podcasts with, with Just eat, um, they immediately their minds had immediately left to Snoop.
1: I think you know what we did with Snoop um, if people are interested. So we we, um, we drafted some lyrics. We worked with um, a ghostwriter. We drafted some lyrics for the song. which which had to be relevant to the brand and what we stood for. We shared that with Snoop's management team and he obviously made it his own and came back with his version of the song. And I do recall that that came through at about 4 a.m. in the morning where the line was something like, this is it, take it or leave it. (laughs) Uh, We listened to the track and it was just epic. So we were just absolutely delighted and just thought there's a little bit of magic in here. There's a little bit of gold that I think remains really authentically Snoop, but also is true to what we're trying to do as a brand. And I think that uh, Snoop's relationship with food and his own cookbook meant that actually, you know, and food's for everyone, right? It's something that, 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 you know, ordering food is an exciting opportunity, waiting for the doorbell moment to go, you know, when you that moment when you decide you're going to order food, it resonates with everybody. It, it, it's its not, you know, and, and music is something that joins people together as well, which is why we went down that route of kind of how do we connect, emotionally connect with people over and above the rational me- messages of order now and we've got the best restaurants, et cetera. It's like, how do you make that connection with people? So we tried to make that connection using snoop to connect with the masses um uh, and yeah i would say but i think we did that very successfully
0: yeah absolutely so so let's move on from that success to talk about challenges what are the challenges that are facing or have been faced by the jet brand and more generally what are what are the challenges in 2022 facing people who who work in branding
1: I think one of the things that, that the challenge that we had this year, in particular in 2022, was absolutely that bringing those two legacy brands together and ensuring that we were um, kind of delivering against uh, wanting to be the most preferred and loved food order brand in the world. That's that's the kind of North Star, the ambition. Um I think that just keeping people very focused about driving towards that, that, that vision and the work, there's a word in there called love and love is a big word. And it, it's, it's a, it's a, a word that is, is, is pure emotion, right? So, so it's how do we deliver against that? And it's about getting the team to stay focused on that. And again, going back to that mantra that I talked about before, you know, creating great work that delivers great results that people are proud of. People are proud of something, you know, they, they feel something, but I think the team is all around the importance of consistency, the importance of, um, and, and I would say this in a good way, the importance of repetition and making sure that, that, that the jet brand is first and foremost in, in people's minds, but also then when we're making decisions and we're creating work that is, it's based on data, it's based on insight, but really importantly, it probably goes against what Daniel said um, in, in, the, in the, one of the podcasts that you've done with us, which is data is there to help guide and direct, but it's not there to dictate where we move forward. And, and look, you know, there's a little an element of kind of whether we call it bravery or risk associated with working with some celebrities such as Snoop. Um, Some of that is around how it's kind of a gut reaction. This could be really good. You know, some people will love it. Some people may not like it, but you're creating a point. And I think that the belief for the team to know that we can do that type of work is hugely motivating and challenging at the same time, because where there's risk, there's reward. And so it's about considered risk to get that type of reward.
0: So you, you've spoken there about uh, a gut reaction. You've spoken about love. You've spoken about pride, which are obviously um, emotionally based responses to branding. But you've also spoken about data and metrics and analytics. So how do you, as a branding professional, measure those kind of emotional responses? What what channels do you use? What What software do you use to measure that sort of stuff?
1: You know, it'd be great just to say, because it feels good, but but as you can imagine, um, every euro we spend needs to be carefully considered and making sure that we are spending where we're getting the best levels of return. And we have various tools that we use, one of which is called our brand tracker, which looks at a whole heap of metrics, both emotional and rational, and have huge sample sizes in multiple markets to make sure that we are checking in primarily with, with customers and consumers about what they think about the work. Uh, we do pre- and post-testing on all of our creative work as well to make sure that we we identify any red flags or anything that's not working that might be super sensitive in a particular culture or in a particular market. Um, and we do this on a constant basis. So we're always looking at these data points. Um, and so, yeah, inevitably, we, we will look at, you know, you know, how many mentions and things, for example, we might get on on YouTube, you know, those are very pure data-driven uh, responses in, t- in terms of whether we're getting the types of volumes and the reach that we need based on our, whatever we've set out to achieve at the outset. So everything at the outset is kind of, what do we want this, this uh, campaign to achieve? What are we looking for it to, to do in terms of shifting perceptions changing people's mindsets around whether they're going to consider us or whether our brand is the brand that they prefer to, to use. All of that is, is engineered into the brief in the, first sen- in the first sense in terms of when you're writing that brief in terms of what we want to achieve. Um, but we look at those data points daily, hourly, monthly, making sure that we're on track. And I think when you launch something Uh, which is under the spotlight, like like a Katie or or a Snoop. Everybody has a point of view about it. And I think that's why you really do need those data points to have that check-in, to be able to quantify and qualify what we are doing, um, such that we can get the next levels of investment from within the organization to encourage us to do more of that type of great work, Um, it has to work for us. It has to shift. It has to drive new customers. It has to kind of build that demand for the future. Um, And that's what the the world of branding is about. is about creating that connection with people to create the demand for today, tomorrow and uh, and next year and beyond. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So the the Katy Perry campaign has been out for a while. How does the brand tracker look? How are the data points when it comes to Katy Perry campaign?
1: Um, when you say it's been out for a while, not really. I, okay. I mean, it probably does for my for, for my team. It probably feels it's been out for for ages. We, we we shot the campaign in LA in March. We went live in May, and we were live in the majority of our markets for only six to eight weeks. And so we we came off air in July in the majority of our markets, and have only just gone back on air this week. But um, the launch data looks really really positive, and we are. Super happy with the results. If you're talking about social media, the the sent the positive sentiment was overwhelming. Uh, we've had over 42,000 mentions, shares, and comments globally from that launch period. We've had more than 23 and a half million YouTube views, um, and essentially, what that means it brings our total impressions across social, online video, and digital to over a billion. PR, 240 articles, global reach of one and a half billion. Those numbers are massive, right? So, and I just want to say that the team have done a fantastic job. And when I talk about the team, obviously it's within brand, but it's within the wider marketing community. And also even wider than that, because you can't do these types of campaigns without the support of of legal, of finance, who are all part of the extended team to, to get something like this off the ground. But yeah, you can't do it without bringing everybody on side and as tedious as that is we're feeling very confident that that what we've delivered is having the right level of impact and is also um connecting with people on a on a really meaningful kind of
0: basis and engagement um a billion impressions that's kind of beyond my range of comprehension i can't visualize a billion that's that's too much um what's the response internally
1: this comes back to again the suso mantra so so the response internally is before you launch something like like Snoop you're kind of wanting to make sure that you create the right levels of theater around it internally and and kind of post Snoop everyone was saying to me suso who's next and actually i didn't know who was next until that contract was signed sealed and delivered but when we did announce katie internally the response was Overwhelmingly positive, um, which again kind of makes you feel good because there's an there's an energy that you reignite within the organisation. So you're kind of mobilising people to feel really positive. They're they're my brand champions. You know, everyone who works within the organisation has the opportunity to go out and talk to people about what we're doing and, and to create that level of excitement that we did with, with the likes of Katy Perry was really fantastic. Uh, and so, yeah, massive thanks to everybody within the organisation for believing in what we were doing and supporting it so enthusiastically.
0: Fantastic. OK, a bit of a gear shift now. We're going to um, discuss how you operate within Jet personally. Let's talk about how important mentoring is to you. Why is it so important and how do you go about prioritising it?
1: Um I think you know as you start out in your career there are people who touch you who you observe and want to emulate and there are others that you absolutely don't want to emulate and I think that what has happened to me in my career was leaning into people who I just thought were brilliant and um talking to them and hearing their stories and building off what they were saying in terms of advice, support, guidance, um, meant everything to me. And so my, my, my kind of gift, give, give back, if you like, was, uh, I, I, kind of did an exec coaching course, uh, learned a little bit around, you know, indirect and direct support tools that you can bring to the party. And so what I've done uh, for really fortunately for me, is um, supported a number of people within the organization and other organizations I've worked in for that matter. But, but within Jet, there is a stream of incredible talent. And it's been um, an ambition of mine to really support young female superstars in the making. And I have supported and um, some great women on their journey um, as they kind of come to me with the various challenges that I could see in myself. So it, in a sense, I've walked in their shoes, which gives them a level of confidence that uh, they can talk to me in confidence. They can share any of their anxieties or any of their ambitions with me, and they can ask for advice and support. And so I go about that by kind of just reaching out and making myself available. Um, And that can be in a kind of uh, indirect, non-formal setting. You know, it might be a coffee, it might be a walk. Um, Back in the days when we were all properly connected, we would go out, we'd walk and talk and we'd kind of set ourselves some targets. Um, But I have supported a number of young female leaders within the organization and watching them grow. It is, is the bit that makes me excited, but also knowing that I've helped make a difference in their career progression. And I continue to do that, uh, as I said, indirectly within the organisation.
0: Is that a broader concern of yours as well, that um, women within larger corporate organisations are supported um, to allow them to fulfil everything they can do? Are there, are there still obstacles in place to young women progressing in organisations?
1: My own experience is one which sounds a bit naive when I say it out loud, is one where I worked really hard and I thought that that hard work would just get recognized. Yeah. I thought that people would be able to see that Sousa was working really hard and and I would get that next promotion and it would be obvious. Well, it doesn't work like that. You have to find your voice and you have to be able to speak up. And I think that requires... Um, a certain level of confidence and and on the whole, stereotyping on the whole, men are much better at that than women. Yeah, I agree. This is quite sensitive stuff. My role in all of that it, it is a tiny one, but it's about providing these super smart, talented women and, and kind of encouraging them to use their voice and believe in themselves that actually they can do it. And and, and you know we, we've had evidence of of promotions as a a direct result of some of the feedback that I've given to these um, uh, female future leaders in the organisation. And that's hugely rewarding for me personally to see these individuals grow. And that's why I want to tell these women, you know, speak up, find your voice, tell people what it is that you want to do.
0: Now, your team, their success, recognition of that success and their pride in their work is obviously extremely important to you. What are some of the moments that have made you want to spontaneously embrace your team, um, even if it's been virtual, um, over the last couple of years?
1: Well, look, how, how, how my team conducted themselves during COVID was extraordinary. Um, as you will appreciate, we were one of the fortunate organisations who remained super busy during covid Um we were supporting our restaurant partners to stay open, but but how my team conducted themselves remotely during that pandemic was was phenomenal. Um but very specifically, they wouldn't probably necessarily want me to embrace them all, although I am quite um I'm quite demonstrative. <laughs> One of the biggest celebrations, because as I said there are lots, has got to be this year. You know, when you launch a global brand platform in 17 markets in 16 languages in the time period that we did, that was an epic achievement by the team. Gaining traction in culture with the work that we're doing is essentially the marketing holy grail. So you kind of, you you not only do something that's quite complicated at scale, you know, and then you launch it and people start talking about it. That's just, it's just, it's just brilliant. So, so yeah, that's, um, that would be my massive super proud moment of 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 that team and as i said before not just the brand team the marketing team and the wider teams across the business who essentially facilitated that work to go live
0: thanks now um a quasi philosophical question here and you're allowed to skip this if you like you've clearly changed jet has jet changed you is suzo different as a result of working for jet
1: wow that's incredibly generous of you ed to say that i've changed jet um has it changed me? Yeah, I think inevitably, as you spend you know six years of your life working for an organisation like Jet, you know that that's a that's that's hard graft. Um, there are setbacks along the way that make you more resilient. When things go live through determination and hard work, yeah, you kind of feel that kind of elevation of, of pride and um, confidence that you can go on and do bigger and better things. So yeah it it's 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 elevated my confidence in in what i'm capable of doing and delivering um and also you know going through a merger like we did um, was professionally challenging but as we kind of look back in the rearview mirror you know 12 18 months on building new relationships cross cultures new markets um, that learning for me has been huge and so, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for having that opportunity, actually working with an organisation as dynamic as Jet is.
0: OK, so um, you touched on how much mentoring is, uh, how important mentoring is to you. Let's get some of that good stuff for our audience. What would be your top advice for somebody at the start of their career, perhaps in branding, perhaps elsewhere?
1: Oh, look, look anywhere. I think I don't think it has to be branding or marketing. I think I've used these words already. I think the first one is believe in yourself always and absolutely find yourself a coach or mentor. And, And that might be paid for, or it might be, as I said, indirect. Find somebody who you look up to, find somebody who, you know, really inspires you and go and have a conversation be brave enough to go and have a conversation with them and say, you know, can I buy you a coffee? Can we have a chat? You know, we, we have our values at Jet, which is around lead, deliver, care. Care is probably the one of the most important ones for me. Of course, it's all always about delivering and leading the way in markets, but it's how you go about getting to that point and how you are interacting with others and the difference you are making um, and I mean, what the difference one is making when you're engaging with teams and working collaboratively and cross-functionally. Uh, I think that's really critical.
0: Well, I, I guess we're running out of time here. So I'm going to jump in with two quick questions. W- number one, why are you so passionate about branding, Suso? Uh
1: Because it, it, it kind of affects everyone, doesn't it? Brands play a role in everyone's lives every day. Um, so it's about, you know, I'm doing stuff that affects people's lives every day. Now, uh, I'm not saying that that people are thinking about jet all day every day. I know that I do, but that's because I'm probably a bit <laughs> sad. But it's kind of knowing that we have a role to play in people's lives, uh, and that's exciting because you're connecting with people. And I'm a huge fan of, of people and 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 working with, um, you know, great brands, and 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 that's why. I love branding and always have um because that's has an impact on pe- every every day lives you know and particularly the Jet brand because we have an opportunity to connect with people 7 days a week 24 hours a day subject to when people want to order yeah. their food in that's really rare it's really rare um other people have an opportunity to uh when working with brands they have an opportunity to connect you know maybe for an annual purchase we have the opportunity to connect with people every single day. Um, and that's why it's special. But also I love what I do. I love marketing, always have. Um, I'm really fortunate about that, that I am hugely passionate about, the, about the, the, world, the world of work. And I'm just by myself in a really, really lucky place.
0: Aside from Jet, are there any other brands that you love from, from an external perspective that you look at and think, yeah, good work? And I really resonate with that resonates with me on that emotional level that you mentioned earlier.
1: Well, you know, maybe some of the cliche brands, but what Airbnb have done um, from an emotional branding point of view, I I think personally is is incredible. Uh, One that maybe not everybody knows. And I think they lost their way a little bit during COVID from a customer service point of view. But First Direct have always been a brand that I've admired in a sector that is quite dull, financial services. And the reason why I love that brand is because uh, when you do have to engage with them, it is on a really human level. So their their warmth and their customer experience is, is second to none and uh, exemplary, I would say, in terms of um, a leader in the market, in terms of the importance of that customer experience and the impact that that has on how people feel about the brand. So, so yeah, those would be two that kind of, I've got loads, but those would be two that kind of come top of mind for me.
0: Thank you very much. Right. So final question, quasi-philosophical once again. Suzo, why do you go to work?
1: I think I've already said it, Ed. Uh, I love what I do and the team that I'm building. um, They really energize me every day. Uh, They're super smart. Um, We have great, great conversations, both challenging, both collaborative um and we do great stuff so so what's not to like
0: fantastic suzo thank you very much for uh, coming on we are jet
1: thank you for having me
0: ed thank you for listening to we are jet if you'd like to know more about working at just eat takeaway go to careers.justeattakeaway.com our career website can also be found in our show notes my name is ed palmer talk to you soon